This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Challenge Rider Dies or Hop Up podcast for episode 17. Or actually, maybe this is 18. Might be 18. I don't know. I am Brian Cohen. With me, as always, is my co host, Alex Ali. How are you? You put 18 in the link if it helps in the email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I labeled the stream yard episode 17. So here we are. That's so much. This episode doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. Yeah, this would have been a really incredible. MTV exclusive secret uh-huh. scene style segment. Yep. You know how in other finals they've always uh, contestants have complained, oh, they cut out like this, this entire station. They cut out this entire section. I think this is what they normally would show if they don't cut out the entire stations because they could have just cut out all of this. This is, but yeah, this, they could have. They could have. Um, like, as I said, I didn't not enjoy it. I don't think you and I are going to be here that long. I, I no, think look, it would have been for the people yeah. listening to this. If the if the timestamp of this episode says at like I would say I was going to say a half hour, but I would say if it says forty minutes or more, then something's going to happen over the next forty minutes that's going to cause a great diversion of what we're yeah. <laughs> that's something we're going to talk about because I don't know how we're going to get even thirty minutes. But if it says forty or more, just buckle up. <laughs> um. 
No, if it says more than 40, you've gone in and started talking about like season one of Big Brother or whatever the hell you're watching and tweeting about. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Maybe I'll just do that. Like, I'll just start railing myself and let you go over 20 minutes and I'll just talk about how, how much better Big Brother. I didn't realize how much better Big Brother used to be. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you're getting that sad realization uh, later in life. It's mm-hmm. funny, like every time you endeavor on something like a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on Twitter. Right. Uh, then I later see that Emily's out of town. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like when you ask me to hang out, it's like, yep. oh, where's Emily for the week? <laughs> yep, bingo. <laughs> but I guess now that you're not in the city, it's like I should. The, the context clues are really coming together. Uh, where I don't even have to check in. Right. No, no, you you can follow along pretty closely to my life things. I'm like, any new things I'm watching or what's going on. Not a lot of secrecy. <laughs> Uh, now that we've seen the pace of the final, you know, we, we weren't quite sure what 100 hours were look like, even in the first third, I guess, of the final. Um, are you ready to make a ruling on what you prefer between like what we would normally see? What, something I would consider more of a sprint, even when it's an overnight where the overnight is really like exhausting and they sleep for three hours or this where they seem to have, you know, 15 to 20 hours between days and certain <laughs> times of some sort. Yeah, they're like a freshman in college that has like a 2 p.m. class and then the next day they have like a 4 p.m. class. They're just like sleeping all day um, for the next one. Um, I think I like I don't mind them doing the stopping and starting thing. I just I don't like the little advantages they give. I just think it negates any urgency to do anything until the final portion that unless you're doing points and scoring and some calculation or eliminations along the way. Like, what's the urgency to do anything? They start helping each other because they're like, this means nothing. I'll just help you do the puzzle because it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I think this final has to cause the next final to not let that happen. Like, I feel like we, there's always this, but I feel like this episode, this, this season, we've seen them talk about it more openly. Like, they've come about as close to Angela. I'm unwilling to do it Mm -hmm. without, actually not doing it such that i think production has to account for that next season because really the only thing that would make you do it like we talked about on the bikes is the fear that it's going to matter more than it somehow ever has now that that fear isn't playing any role we are just gassing out the leaders um in a way that seems frustrating and in a way that's causing the players to sort of not try as hard Mm -hmm. at the same time is this the only thing that keeps us having an even final? Is that you gas out the leaders such that everybody is close as we go into the end? I guess, but I don't know if you, like, I know for, like, TV purposes and keep us on the edge of our seat purposes, you, you, they should strive to have an even final. But I'd rather there be certain seasons where there's not an even final and we're just, like, in awe of Victorian Devin just dominating this final and we can talk glowingly about them and how great they're doing and how much they earn this through the season and this final then them having to like manufacture a way that makes it like like Jordan and Nisa should not have any chance to like still win like it's ridiculous like they were been so far behind for so much of it and they're going to be like neck and neck with Torian Devin who in like this grand scheme of 70 hours would probably have like a eight hour lead on them and it's it's just like ridiculous. I didn't know they wanted to do it for the the dramatics of the TV, but I'd rather just 
have the person winning earn it and deserve it. And in some seasons, it's going to be really close. And in some seasons, you're going to have a blowout win. And that's just, you know, that's the luck of the draw. Brian says, I hate good TV. I hear you. And I, I do think, like, I, I'm less up in arms about it than I should be, probably, because I do think it's going to have to correct itself for next season because we're just getting so much open editing about the Mm -hmm. way it's impacting the decisions that we have to move away from it. Or people are going to just fully collude to not do checkpoints. Um, Yeah. And I think what's even more frustrating is like, we can come up with a system, like discuss what could be better, but like they've done the system that's better. If they want to have this a hundred hour day with all these different checkpoints, just do the all-stars format of the points. Like, and you have stopping and starting. You can have all these races, and along the way, you can do sabotages. But at the checkpoints, the winning team earns three points, two points, one points, and that way they matter in some regard. And then you can cash in those points later on and do some weird gimmicky thing at some point if you want. But like, have there be a meaning to it? Like, we didn't even see what Tori and De- I don't. I, I rewound it because I thought I missed it. I don't think they even said what their advantage was. Like, it was I know it was time, but they didn't even say like how much of a time advantage they had to start the car thing. Um, so like just. I'd rather there just be like a quantitative thing that they can point to. Yeah, I'll in, I'll second that. Um, but even just like taking a step back, I don't I don't like the hundred hour final. I, I don't like for what and for why am I seeing twenty hours between days? Mm-hmm. It's like we made the joke last week that like technically the final starts the first day they start, and it's just a series right. of multiple day checkpoints with twenty hours of rest in between. Yeah, I, I don't know that I need to see people near death in the final. Actually, in fact, I don't need to see people near death in the final. But when Devin and Tori finish the puzzle going into the into night one, and TJ and that's this is when where I rewound. He says you're 30 hours into the final. Then when he comes and wakes them up in the morning, he says you are 50 hours into the final. There does not need to be 20 hours between the first place team finishing the last checkpoint for the day and them starting up again the next day. What are we doing? Right. And and honestly, if they're, if yeah, if they're doing that, don't, don't even say it's a hundred hours. Cause it's not a hundred hours. Like to say it, it, like sleeping should not count is like, if you're sleeping in a tent, that is not people do that for fun. I know there are people I think are crazy that do it for fun, <laughs> but people do that for fun. That's not part of a hundred hour rigorous final. Yeah. No disrespect to campers, but yes. you're not for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not for you. How about that? Yes. But <laughs> but yeah, I just I found myself again enjoying the checkpoints. I actually like, you know, I'm sure we'll see math next week, but like I'm thought the puzzles were really interesting. Mm-hmm. I loved the wrinkle that they're actually because I remember thinking like very Rourke vibes, like this isn't a puzzle. Getting on a perch and looking at a pattern and replicating the same pattern is memory, not a puzzle. But alas, mm-hmm. there was a puzzle. That mm-hmm. was fascinating to me. Like, I think a lot of the checkpoints have, have been good. I just like thought the momentum was crushed a bit and they're like trying to force this epic tale of a hundred hours. And the, the payoff to me is not there. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree with all the checkpoints. Uh, I thought the, the pond, you know, thing was cool. The way like seeing Tori had the light bulb moment go off was a very cool moment for her to see Devin like rely on her. And then Devin, I think it was Devin that that solved the next part of the puzzle in like an incredibly quick amount of time. Like that was very cool moments to see both of them very impressively do it. And then the dichotomy of like being so far on Jordan's side during like the walking across the pod with Anissa complaining. And I, I was about to come on here and complain about Anissa again. And then it goes back the other way 
right, with Anissa cracking the puzzle and Jordan just like not giving her two shits about it and just making them go again. And then Jordan trying to act like he solved it right after that. I mean, those two just had a, another rough hour. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. Yeah, no, I want to talk about both of those points. So let's take the teams like one, two, three. So let's talk mm-hmm. about Devin and Tori. What you said, I agree. Like, I think their dynamic is like, you know, Devin t- keeps telling us it's the best dynamic, but it that puzzle that Devin solved really was giving Ari the one vibes where it's like Devin's locked into these two, literally these two puzzle mm-hmm. pieces being a match. And Tori's like, Sometimes you get so focused on one pair being a match that you lose sight of everything else and screws everything else up. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm like, this is like watching Devin and Tori on Are You The One try to figure out with like the solo cups, the 10 matches. But um, I think they're a great team working together. Mm -hmm. I think they have very few weaknesses. However, and I apparently like I'm a Devin girly, but I am finding it very difficult to root for Devin and Tori mm. with the confessionals they're having Devin give. Wow. I'm on the complete opposite. I'm on the mind of like, I'm now strictly only rooting for that. But what, what's been Devin's confessionals that's turning you off? Or even just what he's saying, like when T- Tori cracks the puzzle and he's like, we're built different. It's like, no, you're not. Every other woman now gets the puzzle correct. Like, <laughs> Like, I get it that it's good momentum and it's it's just somehow not mm. hitting me where it needs to hit me, like, to root for them. He's just, like, constantly saying these, like, arrogant phrases that aren't reading as rootable. Mm. I, I don't know. Like, it's weird because I don't, I'm not normally, like, put off by Devin's arrogance. But I think by the end of the pasta night, I'm a Benani girl wow. for the rest of the final. Wow. I mean, I have to take a, a line out of Devin's, but like I've been so locked in. I'm like, I feel like everyone's <laughs> rooting for Devin and Tori. I can't see anything else. I didn't think there was another. I love that that, that it's different because I've been on the complete opposite side. I find Devin to be super enjoyable in this final. I love how they've been like encouraging, even when he had like the minor flip out yelling at Tori, like he immediately recognized it and like recognized his fault and how he was acting and tried to correct the communication. I thought that was great. 
Like, I just thought they've been such a great pair and a great duo of how well they've worked together and complimented each other. That I, it's so interesting to get. I, I, I wasn't, I, I can't see that perspective. I won't get upset if they win. Like, I'm not rooting against them. And I think all of the arguments you made for why they should be in a massive lead, also just like on principle, they probably should win based on what we've seen in the first 60 hours or wherever we leave off. So I'm not rooting against them. I'm just like, I don't know, something about being so far in the lead. It's like your Mm. performance speaks for itself. And he's so like zoned in when he's talking. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're the best team and we're incredible and everybody loves us and wishes they were us. I'm like, okay, like I see you're winning. You're doing amazing. Like you could just have a little fun. Do you Um, think it's a little imposter syndrome though? Because I feel like for Devin, even coming in when he first started doing the show, I don't think he, like he would talk about how much he wants to win, but I don't think he really thought he could like win this show looking at the like, the behemoth of guys he would go up against. And now that he's here and like in that moment they were winning and doing great. I feel like it was a little bit of like, holy crap, I I might actually do this. I, I could actually win this whole thing. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's probably part of it. Like that's why it's not reading as super genuine or likable or like confident in a way that works to me like i really don't know maybe i'm just a hater you know like i'm just like the hater rate is out yeah for sure well always but maybe it's like (laughs) double time right um i don't know that's a great point maybe it is that it's coming from a place of insecurity whereas if devin were you know going to camera and just being like tori and i are an incredible team and it's bolstering like the areas Mm -hmm. where i'm weak in and i'm just like loving i mean he said that during the season Yep. Maybe a little more vulnerability from Devin would be helping me, but he doesn't need to help me. He's him and Tori helping each other. And that's fine. The other thing is like, okay, so they get to the car and he's like, hold on, I've got a strategy for this. <laughs> and it's like, if he had just said like, hold on, don't touch it. Let's take this. It's like on the road. I would be, we'd come here and maybe you're still going to, and you should, and he should get his due for it. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, Wow, Devin with the mind of a vet. Like he's younger than Weston Bananas was when he started like pulling out these veteran moves. How impressive. But mm-hmm. he's out there pounding his chest about how impressive it is that he came up with don't take the car in the mud. And it right. makes me feel like it's actually not that impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think th- I think for Devin, he he's even more so like comparing him to the West of like his strategic things. I think he does have a little bananas in him of like the showman ish of it like even here bananas i'm sure we'll like talk about more of like some of more of his antics and his jokes and like he's doing things for tv and devin has built has had that really since his already the already the one days with his like never give up on love slogan and stuff like that like he just has like this tv-ish kind of cartoonish behavior that he always has and i guess it, i feel like in certain moments me or, or you i don't know could find it enjoyable in other moments it's it's a turnoff but here i've just enjoyed it for for this final well, it's it's the most he's ever backed it up. So I can't mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't fault anyone who's rooting for Tori and Devin. And really it's just that bananas and Nani have taken like a slight lead in terms of my rooting interest. But again, I'm not gonna like be upset if Tori and Devin do pull it out. Right. But let's talk about Nani and Bananas and how they turned it around for me and really uh in the lead this this episode. Yeah, they took the lead. Uh, I think maybe Nani saw my TikTok about how much she likes noodles and um, really put it into play because that's how they made the comeback. They were second place most of the time. They were in third after the puzzle, the, like the second puzzle, because they just couldn't complete it until Jordan and Anissa helped them. 
Um, and then they made up the ground in the food part, food eating portion, and and they went to town. You know, their Italian roots helped them out. They were standing and eating spaghetti. They got to go to more Sunday dinners, I guess, and enjoy that. But they uh, they made the most of what their skill set was in that moment. Yeah, Nani Bananas are sort of like a team that's sloppier than they should be given their collective experience, like banana, like Nani touching the pink car and like whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not taking it so seriously anymore. Like, I don't know if Nani has let a little air out of the tires, no pun intended or what. Mm. But like, then I did feel like on the run, there felt like an energy where Nani was kicking the run into high gear. And they looked like a really strong, like physical team. And when they get to the pasta, I've just, I've definitely, I can say with certainty, and I never talk with certainty about the past in the challenge or otherwise, frankly, but I could say with certainty that this was the most I've ever enjoyed watching people eat on the challenge. Mm. And Nani, like, listen, I don't know how she put all of that away. They were hysterical. They were having fun. We got, as you mentioned, the perfect cutaway confessional from Bananas about like, I'm not enjoying this, but I'm going to act like I'm enjoying this to get mm-hmm. in their heads. It seems to work again through probably the magic of editing, but I was I was I was eating it up for lack of a better word. Yeah. Nice. That was a good one. Yeah, it was it was it was entertaining. Um I felt their pain so strongly when TJ brought out the ice cream. I like I don't not that they would do this, but I never felt more like bananas. Like he I thought he was about to like jump over the table, like tackle the ice cream out of TJ's hand. They both seemed so distraught, so agony. Like you how could you do this to me? Like I had my mindset on getting like this amount of food done. You can't give me this ice cream. This is ridiculous. I felt their pain. I felt it. It was brutal. Yeah. I mean, Nani, there's like a very subtle moment where Nani, I who am I to say it's subtle? That was a little dumb. <laughs> there is a moment uh that when the ice cream comes out, Nani looks like away from TJ, but not quite to camera, which I can only assume is at production mm-hmm. and says, this is effing terrible. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like she just like looks at her friends in production and is like, F you. Yeah. No, I, I could. Yeah. The, the looks could kill that. Everyone would be dead on that set because they were uh, distraught with having to put away the ice cream right after. Um. But all right, so that takes care of the Daves and Banani. Let's talk about probably the most quote unquote interesting team dynamic for the whole episode, uh, Jordanimal and Anissa. You you set up perfectly, I think, how I would imagine most of the audience felt. Like there's this one confessional where uh like Jordan's actually what I think extremely motivating, where he's like, mm-hmm. You waited 13 seasons for this. Um I wouldn't push you to do anything if I didn't think you could do it. Kind of, I wouldn't ask you to do anything you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a cutaway confessional of like, I am not motivated by someone talking like to me, the worst I've ever been talked to. And I was like, wow, I can't wait to hear maybe from Anissa's podcast. Like, is this Anissa blaming the ankle, like blaming Jordan and her treatment of her, even though it wasn't bad? Or is the editing helping Jordan and like we're going to hear her report that he abused her this whole time. But then we actually get to see not only the moment you were talking about, which I thought was, you know, terrible with the pattern and Jordan screaming at her. Mm -hmm. But also when they break for the day and Anissa is getting medical attention for her ankle, which is purple, by the way, like it is absolutely injured. And he starts going off on her about how like now I see why it's been 13 years. And I thought that was sort of where he lost my sympathy. Yeah, because other 
other comments he had said, um, yeah, were like heat of the moment. You're in the middle of a race. You're trying to catch up. You get the adrenaline's pumping, all that stuff. And like, you, you could make an excuse for heat of the moment in competition type comments. This was everyone is settled. You're sitting down. She's getting medical attention. And you dig that line in just to like really twist the knife. Like that's a line like you have to just you might be feeling it in the moment. And maybe you can even say it in confessional. You can't say it to her in that moment when she's like at her most vulnerable with the medic wrapping up her ankle. She's not sure. She probably is juggling. Can I stay in this final or am I going to quit or am I going to be removed to say it there? That was the worst of all the things that he has said throughout this final for her. Yeah, and look, it's like Anissa gets a confessional about it. Jordan has grown. However, Jordan is still Jordan. And the like toxic parts of Jordan are still there, maybe in different ways, maybe in less extreme ways, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm not in a position to like opine on that specifically, but mm-hmm. this is Jordan's Achilles heel. I know better, I know more, and I'm gonna tell you how it is. And like you're not living up to what I think you should be doing and I'm going to chew you out for it. And it's also having had this whole season where it's sort of uncovering the struggles between Tori and Jordan and revisiting that dynamic to then have Tori's best friend experience Jordan and have Tori have 20 hours to sort of comfort her friend through it. Mm-hmm. And Anissa say to Tori, no one's ever talked to me like that. It, you know, like, it's in the challenge, but it's also outside of the challenge. And it's uh, kind of a commentary on like maybe what Tori's gone through. And Tori's like, yeah, it's hard. You just have to put it out of your mind. Like there was just so much to like chew on in that moment that has built up through the whole season and the Mm -hmm. dynamic between Jordan and Tori, Tori and Anissa, Jordan and Anissa that I was like, I'm both so happy to be watching this and wish I never saw any of it. Yeah, it was a very intense conversation that Tori and Anissa had. And I feel like you could even kind of, there was a little hint of Jordan in Tori at the end of it. Because the way she ended the conversation, Tori, to uh, Anissa, she was like, you're not going to quit though, right? And that was almost like what Jordan was trying to get at. He was like, you're not going to quit, right? And Tori like stuck that line in at the end. And if I was Anissa, I'd be like, Tori, we just had this whole conversation about I needing people to be there for me and not telling me I'm going to quit. And we're, you're ending this like heartfelt conversation with, but you're not going to quit, right? I thought that was a very odd comment from Tori to like finish off that conversation. Fascinating. Because I totally had the opposite reaction to it. Like, I thought that Jordan was like, you should just quit then more than he was like trying to reassure trying to be reassured that Anissa Mm -hmm. wasn't going to quit. Like, I didn't take that as, like, a real concern. Like, I think he was so frustrated that he was like, well, then let's just not do it if this is how we're going to do it, and you should just quit. Yeah, that's for Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, that was, like, a sarcastic one. But for Tori, I just thought it was weird for Tori to bring that up about quitting, too. Just because. See, I took Tori's as totally genuine, as, like, if you're like, you're not thinking of quitting, are you? Because if you are, then I want to have another conversation, which is like, you have to stay in this. You like, mm. you fought for it. Like, I thought that was more of a like, do we need to have the you're quitting conversation? Mm. And she was like, no. And then she's like, okay, well, then I love you. And we don't need to hear my lecture on why you shouldn't quit. Interesting. Yeah. That maybe that, that, that probably makes more sense, I think, for Tori as a person. But that, yeah, that was not my reaction when she first said it. I was like, oh, that seems kind of harsh. But yeah, that's but it, probably more accurate. It was giving Jordan when she's like, you need to focus on healing. Like, right. I don't know how much like 
I need to believe more in like the mind can heal the body. <laughs> it's interesting, but yeah, that was so, there was a lot of. I feel like even I think you were like, touching on it too. A lot of like out of game experience that Anissa was touching on. Like you said, like I can't deal with someone talking about like that. I don't know what Jordan and uh, Tori's relationship was like, but I don't know if there was like any hint of that. Like how how could you deal with Jordan talking to you like this for years? It was it was a very intense conversation that was happening in the midst of like you know hour fifty whatever this was uh, where they're all so exhausted that you didn't te- expect to see such a level of intense conversation happening between two friends there. Yeah, well, you have 20 hours to just kick it. Right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, even later, like, I think when they go into the next episode, they go to sleep, and then it's sort of like four hours later when they wake up, and they're like, what in the bird sanctuary is going on? Mm-hmm. And the choppas go over. Like, they all come out with these, like, flower crowns, like these palm frond crowns. And I'm like, that doesn't happen if they've only been resting for an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> they've had plenty of time to kick it by this fire. They had arts and crafts. They're all good. I mean, they had a full dinner, so they're very well fed. They're definitely not hungry waking up. Although, I guess with how much they puked, maybe they are now hungry. I don't know. Um, but they had some bananas also. So, I don't know. I think they're in pretty decent shape. I mean... I- yeah, the pa- I mean the pasta stuff was gross, and even throwing up. Like part of me turned around on. I didn't like also Devin throwing up and being like, "It's for strategy." <laughs> like again, we know Devin. Like we know bananas is giving you shit about quote like throwing up earlier than you should be, and you don't need to say it's for strategy. The audience, like my mom, knows this mm-hmm. is for strategy, and she doesn't watch your show. But there were a lot of really funny moments, like. When when there's a Devin finds a bug in his pasta and TJ's mm-hmm. like that's free protein <laughs> free I was crying free TJ free. was having a TJ was having a ball like I, I even loved even like earlier that when he would just be like riding up on his little four wheeler <laughs> he was like you guys are doing great you're killing it like I need that motivation in my life I want TJ just like I'm riding up next to me on a random day in his four wheeler being like you're doing great Brian keep killing it to defend Devin like you know. TJ comes over and is like, running's a good habit to get into. Like, I mean, definitely all of them. I want to say that about Nisa too. Like, to even complete this much of the final, mm-hmm. like, I-, I feel guilty for even being like, Anisa is like not a good partner to have in the final. Like, she's not compared to these psychos, but compared to everyone else at home. Right. She crushes. You know, like it's just amazing mm-hmm. to even be able to do this. Yeah. 
So yeah, T- TJ was having because I feel like he didn't get as much enjoyment out of the trivia one this year. So he was getting great enjoyment <laughs> out of this eating. Like, he was laughing, laughing up a storm. All the puking when when Nani puked in Banana's pocket. I thought TJ was going to fall on the ground with how much he was laughing. He was just having himself a day. You know, a lot of times when TJ's like cackling, I'm not. But like, I also was dying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when first of all, when Nani's like, "Will you spit it into?" or Banana's like, "Want me to spit it in? Want to spit it into my <laughs> mouth?" And also, she's like, "Yeah." And she goes to do it, and he's like, "I'm joking." <laughs> <laughs> And when he said I'm covered in Nani puke and I've got a pocket full of pasta, <laughs> I'm crying now. Even the first time Nani stood up and started eating, just like barreling it into uh, her mouth, TJ was hysterically laughing. He couldn't get enough of Nani standing and eating. Couldn't get it enough. Was, uh, me and TJ rooting for Banani. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, but I, I have been keeping a watchful eye on the time because I'm like, I don't want to get to 40 minutes and alert. <laughs> alarm the listeners but um i have some i have one well i don't know anyway Hmm. (laughs) we are gonna seemingly see an elimination next week brian as you've long speculated yeah i I basically there was a there was like a non-zero chance like this final could have just been over by hour 50 with uh uh nani's knee and uh anisa's ankle which would have been absolutely hysterical but it seems like it's all funneling into one final zone where it seems like they have a lot of things set up, very intricate, very elaborate, should be fun. Definitely not uh, over the top where something can go wrong and someone could get hurt. Definitely nothing like that. But it should be uh, interesting to see how the final 30 hours plays out. I am slightly nervous about Chekhov's knee because, uh, you know, with Anissa, it's like, all right, the ankle ends up like fueling all of the vitriol yeah. between Jordan and Anissa. I'm not yeah, that, gun, that, gun, that gun was shot. That gun's been right. shot. I'm not worried Anissa's not going to finish the final mm-hmm. due to the ankle, or really in general, but certainly not due to the ankle. Nani, I'm worried about Nani's knee. Yeah, I could see something else happening to really like re-injure it or something like that, because it, it didn't seem like it impacted anything at all. It really seemed like just a throwaway line of like, oh, Nani, your knee, you're limping, you're in rough shape, and then like it didn't come up again. So yeah, I, I, I'm concerned also that something's going to happen in this final stretch that's going to that's gonna sink them. It was giving like me to my grandpa when I was younger. And I'm like, my, my leg hurts when I do this. He'd be like, then don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, my knee hurts when I bend it backwards. <laughs> like, well, let's not bend your knee backwards, girl. Everyone's knee hurts when you do yeah. that. Also a quick side thing. I also enjoyed how much they kept having to like tell new people about Olivia's nose. And by <laughs> yeah. the end of the, by the end of the storytelling, I think bananas was like, yeah, her nose fell off. <laughs> <laughs> it is like i get it like i feel like i could be bananas where they're like making a lot of jokes about it and he's like uh you're doing better than Lydia and horacio and then mm. like maybe when he watches it back he's like oh sorry like that was more serious than i thought i'm sure he would still make the comments but yeah but he would at least say that at the moment <laughs> um we got some interesting comments slash reviews this week bride this is a little Ooh. self-indulgent if i may oh, for please. us not for, just for me so Annie Abrams has been going back and listening to the old podcast. So she wrote to us in the questions doc. I just want to say that you guys have really come into your own as the years have gone by. I started listening three years ago and never actually went back to the older seasons. But as I listened to free agent apps, I heard how much you guys have grown. Love your vibes and banter. Keep it going, please. These pods have gotten me through law school and are getting me through bar things. First of all, congratulations on law school. Good luck on the bar. I feel like you wrote to us about the MPRE. Uh, 
shout out to you dealing with that. Um, however, what <laughs> what a double edged sword, right? It it's like a very much a backhanded, yeah, very yeah. much so. It's like you guys, wow, you guys really stunk back in the day, but I'm so glad you're doing great now. But here's something, and I'm just kidding, Annie. Like, we went back and listened to our own first podcast. Oh, and I'm, I sure they're like, horrific. <laughs> I'm sure they're horrific, the early ones. Um, but we got some five-star reviews this week, so thank you to uh, Kelsey Nikki and Nada Hardo and Icky Bully. We appreciate it. The, the comments have just been so, like, heartfelt and, like, not mm-hmm. just, like, five stars, but, like, really thoughtful comments. We appreciate it. But Icky Bullies, I want to read because it relates to Annie's comment, and I don't know who to believe. <laughs> So Icky writes, I started watching the challenge within the past five years, and I don't think I would have stuck it out if it weren't if I weren't being rewarded with episodes of this podcast for doing so. Now that I'm in it, I went back to watch older seasons and reached the point where the wrap up began. Perfection from the start. Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> believe this one more. We've been great since day one. Now, to be clear, we're, everyone's welcome to go back and listen. We are not inviting you to let us know that we no. sucked <laughs> before. I'm sure. I'm, I like. I would hope after eight, eight years, what is it? Nine years? I, I would think we've gotten better. So I definitely don't think it's been great, like perfect since day one. So I would think we got better, but I would hope it was not so much a backhanded compliment, just all compliments. We got nine years in June. I was about to just chastise you, but I've been saying eight years. I think for seven years. Yeah, is it 18 17 is the blue dress black and blue or twinkles <laughs> June 2014 work all right well that's it I just wanted to have a thought explore exercise no, love it love it whether As we've always been this good or if we just recently got this good I, I just love how the end conclusion is we are this good no matter what the, <laughs> <laughs> so I can support that um Kyle McCart sent me the drinking game as we were doing this so shout out to him uh 28 drinks for the week uh there were six uh things of eating which i guess was <laughs> just the entire back half of the episode uh nine time stamps of the 100 hours nine dual confessionals and one mention of olivia i think there might have been two kyle not the not going to complain but i think there are multiple and then three commercials for are you the one or x on the beach saying you're not going to complain doesn't make it not a complaint. It's like when I was a kid and someone's mom told me that about saying no offense. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I thought, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, no offense, but no offense, but you guys used to stink back in the day, but now you're good. Um, yeah, so no 28 offense, for. But it's almost 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so final next week. And then I haven't seen anything about if it's a two part reunion. Hopefully just one part, but we'll see. Wow, Brian's really done with this. Um, I don't know. I announced this on NGOG, but then forgot to release NGOG today. But um, we will be doing an, an Instagram live takeover before the yes. finale. If you want to come talk to us before the finale, I don't know what time that'll be. <laughs> yes. So sometime next Wednesday, I would imagine we'll do it at like seven o'clock, maybe seven thirty. Yeah, for a whole hour. Eh, maybe hour, hour, whatever. Half hour. Um, yeah, next week on the RHAP Instagram. I don't think I've ever done Instagram live before in my life, so this would be fun. Maybe I'll watch Big Brother while we're doing it, too. But yeah. Um, you would never watch something else no. while you're supposed to be talking to me. Would never, and definitely always <laughs> sitting up in a proper chair and staring directly at the screen. Absolutely. Um, this is It's giving Devin. It's hard to root for you when you make jokes <laughs> like that, you know? I'll tell you what, I haven't not been sitting in a chair in a long time. 
I, I've given that up. I've, I've, it's been at least a couple of years since I've not been sitting in a chair, but there, I won't say anything about it. The TV's on right now, but definitely always. Listen, Akiva recently admitted that he closes his eyes during. Yes, that was NGG. unbelievable. He's just <laughs> Listen to me, confront him about it on NGG this week when it comes. I can't out. wait because I feel like sometimes he like you'll ask him a question and then he'll like, "What did you say?" And now I think he just fell asleep. So that's gonna always be my uh, assumption. Oh, it's addressed and he denies it, but we'll we'll cover the anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. What a tease. All right. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok. One of my TikToks that TikTok closing in on almost two hundred thousand, which is oh my god. Incredible. My big heads can't take it anymore. Um at Cohen Brown underscore, you can follow you. At last tweets. Until next week for the finale. Have a good one. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.